Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. to Texas with my cousin and my sister for mm-hmm. the const really really nice hotel because I had uh, Wyndham Rewards points saved up uh-huh. and so I redeemed them and um, so we I ordered I had like a lo- lot of money saved up for the trip and we weren't really spending any I had like $500 saved and I was yeah and I was like let's my cousin was like let's get some wine and I was like you know what let's room service a, a bottle of wine and, you know, that's not cheap right. as it is. But then we were like, let's just go all out. And I ended up buying a $50 bottle of wine and had it, yeah, and had it sent to us. And so the guy brought it up to us. And, uh-huh. Um, he brought it up to us, but when he left, and then we went to open it, and instead of a corkscrew, he gave us a can opener. <laughs> so we were like, that's not going to work because it was a cork. Right. <laughs> so I took it. I went down to the kitchen, and I was like, hey. I'll trade ya. So, they kind of, I guess they, they don't get room service very often for them to not give me the right thing. But, um, so I got the corkscrew or whatever. And then the next day, um, they don't have, like, continental breakfast mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, they have, like, a restaurant that's attached to the hotel. And we're right. like, let's get breakfast at the restaurant. You know, that'd be really nice. Just treat ourselves. So, we did. And it ended up, um, they had a breakfast bar mm-hmm. that you could do. And so, we all decided to just do that. And so there's, like, a toaster, and my cousin went to, I don't know what she put in there, but, like, it got stuck, and it caught on fire. <laughs> and the, the guy that was, um, there was, like, a, an older lady, an older man, and they were working, and, and it was um, two older Hispanic people, and they uh-huh. were so they were so precious. Like, the guy came running over and, like, helped her put it out, or unplugged it and everything, and she was so embarrassed. I bet. So, like, she sat down at her table, and she's like, oh, my God. I, like, set the place on fire. I she's like, oh, my God. I, I broke their toaster. She apparently, like, put a bagel in it and, like, didn't break it in half first, so it got stuck. <laughs> yeah. And then, so she was super embarrassed. And every time the lady would pass by, she would say, oh, it's okay, Nina. It's okay. Aww. It was the sweetest thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's way bougier than my bougiest thing. Uh, my bougiest thing is probably skipped church one Sunday and went to brunch at one of the casinos because they had all-you-can-drink mimosas. Nice. Yeah, that was really fun. And we uh, basically told them every time they walked by the table to bring another rack, they were like, we can't do that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I went with two of my coworkers when I worked at the first restaurant I worked at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. Which which um, casino was that? Probably the Bobo Bosch. Okay, I've never been to the sure. Bo. 
some Sunday when they're open and I'm not working because hopefully I'll be working for a while once yes. everything opens back up. Yes. We need to do that. French at the boat. Yes. Oh my God, I would love to do that. Yes. That'd be so much fun. I love mimosas. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's um, so good. This is going to be an interesting episode. We are uh, in the middle of our social distancing and it's making us a little stir crazy. Some of us have been working. Some of us have not. I have not. I have, but only one of my jobs. So it's Massa- weird. I'm a massage therapist. So um, yeah, I'm not working. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit difficult to massage people when you have to be six feet away. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Never mind. That was going to be weird. Um, and I'm still working at the bank. Obviously, the restaurant is closed, but us bank tellers are essential. And thank goodness I'm essential. So we're doing okay. How are you guys doing? Please reach out to us and let us know. We worry about all of our listeners. Um, so, yeah, it's the coronavirus. Yay! It's Corona time. We should have been drinking Corona. No, I don't like Coronas. That's oh, disgusting. Yeah. They're so gross. That's okay. Um, so we were going to drink um, the Singaporean sling yes. for Crazy Rich Asians, which would have been super appropriate, right? I wanted but, to I wanted to try it so bad, but um we're gonna have to say that for another time because you know, corona. So yeah. we had to just work with what we have here at home. So um, we're drinking um Italian cream slush drinks, which is a little bougie and upper class looking. Ooh, and still started to split. <laughs> still tastes really good. So yeah. can't complain. I will put in a recipe and the show ahead. notes. Maybe you can go ahead and put the Singaporean sling in there, too. Yeah, I can do that. Um, I'll have to find it again. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, we are having to build up our liquor stash as we do each of these drinks and each of these shows. So, you know, if you all want to help out, you can reach out and let us know. That'd be great. We wouldn't turn anything down at this point. Except maybe Corona. (laughs) Don't give us Corona. (laughs) The virus or the beer. But <laughs> we're avoiding both. Thanks yes. very much. <laughs> Not the beer because of the virus, just we don't like the beer. Yeah. Did you know, like, Corona beer is actually taking a hit? I don't know if they still are. Oh, yeah. Because people thought it was because of the, the beer? beer. Yeah. That's so oh. stupid. At the restaurant, I had people be like, why are you all still selling that? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully people have wisened up a little since then we live in a real top shelf area of the country we have some real smart people around us oh yeah so intelligent oh yeah so intelligent well learned high class mississippi (laughs) (laughs) so yes we are reading why do i do that every time we are talking about crazy witch asians by kevin kwan i'm assuming is how you say it i think so loved the book what about you yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. So I had seen the movie before I read the book, um, saw the movie before I knew it was a book. So I had a little bit of an idea of what was going to happen. Have you watched the movie yet? I did. Um, I did opposite of her. I read the book first, and then I watched the movie. Holly's seen a movie. Go, Holly! Yay, I actually saw a movie that <laughs> came out recently. Yeah. So proud of her. Home with the Times. <laughs> Um, so which did you like better, the book or the movie? I'm trying to remember, because it's been a while since I've done both. 
Um, I think it was one of them, the ending I liked better, but I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the movie where they're playing the game, right? Yeah. So the movie is what you liked better for the yeah, ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the ending better in the movie because it tied it all together real well, real well in the end, whereas the book, it just ends in like, oh, you know, she was mad at him, but now she's not, and they're, they're together again at the end. Like, I think what? it kind of the book kind of leaves it open for the next one. Okay. Yeah. See, I always forget that I forget that there's a second one. Yes. Third. Which, by the way, we have the second book, so we will be doing it probably in the not too distant future. Uh huh. It's sitting on my shelf right now. Yep. So let's get in this. Okay. So um, the book opens up in with, the middle of the night. Yeah, and this is like in the past, like when our main characters of the story were still kids. And, um, I don't know. I got it. You could tell this part better than I could. I got it. I got it. I found the right part of the chapter. Okay. So the prologue of the book kind of sets the stage, kind of gives you an idea about the type of people we're talking about. So it's London, 1986. Year before I was born, by the way. Oh. Yes, I'm old. And Nicholas Young is very young. And Nicholas Young is young. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Young is a little young. No. Um, that sounds okay. like a bad poem. It does. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, he is just a little boy. And he and his cousin Astrid and his two other cousins, Eddie and Alistair. I don't know why I can't remember his name. It's a weird name. It is a weird Like, it's a bougie name. It's a it, snooty name. It is. It's not a name we're familiar with. <laughs> That's true. Um, but they are all walking into this hotel with their mothers. So it's three wealthy Asian women mm-hmm. and four little Asian kids. Mm-hmm. Middle of the night, in the middle of a rainstorm. They've just flown 12 hours from Singapore. So they're a little rough looking. The kids are a little rambunctious. They just want to get to bed like the women are are done they want to go to bed so eleanor walks up to the main desk and goes to check in to their hotel room that they reserved and the guy behind the desk is like um i'm sorry we don't have any rooms available and she's like excuse me he's I being racist is yeah. what it is he sees yeah. a couple of asians walk in and he's like we don't serve your kind basically but yeah. at first he's at first he starts he tries to play it off by saying oh well there must have been a mistake. We don't have a reservation in your name. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're staying here. We have a reservation. So they walk outside because they're really upset. And the two of the women are like, let's just go to this other hotel. It'll be fine. And Eleanor is like, no, I had a reservation. I'm staying at this hotel. Let me call my husband. So she goes to pay phone, gets on the phone with her husband. And he says, I'll take care of it. So a couple minutes goes by. And then the women and the kids walk back into the hotel room or the hotel lobby. And the man behind the desk is like, we still don't have a room available. And then he sees the owner of the hotel walk in. And he's like, sir, I'm trying to get them out. And he was like, this is my guest, Eleanor Young. By the way, she is your new employer. Her husband just bought the hotel. Give her whatever she wants. Bam. That is a badass bitch right there. Yes. Not just, <laughs> I will have your job, 
but literally, I will have your place of employment. Mm-hmm. I will be your boss. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah. To have that kind of power. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that is just very briefly. Just to show you. It's just to kind of give you a taste of how rich these people really are. Yes. That they can just go and buy a real well-established hotel just, just out of out of spite. I don't know too many people who could buy a rinky-dink motel out of spite. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, forget a bougie hotel. Like, big money. Big money. Okay. So, so there are, um, as we just mentioned, there are, this is a rather extensive family. Um, these are just a few of the main characters. But of those main characters, we're going to only talk about really three story arcs within the story because there's just a lot going on. There's and a lot. A lot of word built. Word. Word. World. World building. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it would be too choppy and confusing for us to mention and tell all those stories. So we're just going to stick to the main ones, which would be obviously um, Nick and Rachel. Um, Astrid is Nick's cousin. We're going to talk about her story. And also, we're going to talk a lot about Eleanor, which is Nick's mom. Yes. Because those are the three main storylines that are that make up this story. Yes. But don't forget about um, Eddie and Alistair, because we will be talking about them a little bit. They're just mm. not as much of a focus in this book. Right. But they may uh, be more of a focus in the next one. Yeah, we haven't read the next one, so... But just in case they show up and they are a big deal, we... Uh, that's why we're making sure to mention them now. Yeah. So we don't forget they do exist. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to forget about them. It'd be real awkward in the second book. Right. Oh, that's a thing. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so. Okay. So starting from the beginning of this story, um, the kids are all grown up. And uh, Nicholas is in America. And he's going to school there or something. He's teaching. He's teaching. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. a professor. He is a professor. Yeah. Okay, see, I didn't catch that part. That's like a minor detail. I was just like, he's in America for school or something. I don't know. You so, know he he is a professor, and he is dating Rachel Chow. Rachel Chu. Chu. Yeah, Rachel Chu. Um, sorry, disclaimer, neither of us are Asian. Neither of us really know how to pronounce some of these Asian names. We're really sorry. We're trying. We are. Yeah. <laughs> if we do it badly, we're not doing it intentionally. We just are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> we're crazy, stupid Americans. <laughs> not stupid, just not accustomed. <laughs> True. Um, okay, so Nick is dating this girl, Rachel. And um, so they are in this little restaurant, cafe, or whatever. And they've been dating for, what, two years now? About two years, yeah. And Nick is like, hey, so my best friend from Singapore, he's getting married. And uh, what do you say we spend our summer summer break over there? And you can come to the wedding with me and you can meet my family. You know, that'd be pretty cool, right? And Rachel's like, um... You I want me to go to a wedding with you? You want me to meet your family in Singapore for an entire summer? Yeah. So many big steps all at once. Yeah, and they've never even talked about, like, obviously, this is a step, like, toward marriage. Toward something, right? Yeah. But they've never talked about marriage or anything like that before. No, they're just enjoying their togetherness. Right, so she she agrees, but in the back of her mind, she's a little bit wary about what exactly this means. Right. Um, As anyone would be. Right. Any female would be. It, honestly, yes. <laughs> but, um, so, 
it just so happens that in that same restaurant is another person who knows Nick somehow. I think she knows of Nick. Yeah. Apparently, all of these very well-to-do Asian families are very well-known, and they're kind of interconnected. So, like, they're almost like royalty over there. Everybody knows them or wants to know them. (laughs) So this girl sees him and is like, I think that's Nick Young. He's, like, number one um bachelor right asian bachelor like every girl wants him (laughs) yes because most of them know he comes from big money Mm -hmm. and he's not bad to look at no he's not he's really not yeah the guy they picked in the movie to play him oh my god their casting very good choice (laughs) i did enjoy their casting i was like oh hello nick (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Um, yeah (laughs) um Anyway, <laughs> so she hears him invite Rachel, and she immediately gets onto the phone and starts texting everybody that she knows. Oh my god, Nick Young is bringing this girl to Singapore to the wedding. And the wedding is, like, huge news. It is the wedding of the year. Yes. So anyone who's anyone is going to be there, big deal. So, so gossip flies real fast. So fast. And before they can even leave the restaurant... Um, everyone in Singapore already knows that Nick is bringing this girl to the wedding. Well, everybody except one person. And that would be... Well, two people. That would be his mom. And his grandmother. And his grandmother. Right. His mom and his grandmother. The two people who should have known first, right? Yes. Don't you think? Yes. And they're the two people to know last. Well, of course, because men never go to the appropriate people first. So true. So true. So, Eleanor Young... Nick's mom is um, gossiping in her Bible study with her friends, and one of them is breaks the news to Eleanor, and um, so Eleanor's like, um, "This is news to me. I didn't even know Nick was even dating anyone." So she's just bringing some random girl that I don't even know about to the wedding yeah. from America, and none of them have ever heard of her. So Eleanor gets on the phone to Astrid because if anybody is going to know, Astrid's going to know because yeah. she and Nick are really close. So Eleanor is talking to Astrid, and Astrid's like, yeah, I met her once. She's a really nice girl. Her name's Rachel, Rachel Chu. Mm-hmm. They've been dating for two years now. And, yeah. And um, she she's really nice. She's great. What does she do? She's like a professor. Yeah, she's um, an economics professor. Yeah, she's an economics professor. And so Eleanor first thinks when she hears Chu, she's like, oh, well, maybe she's one of those Taiwanese plastics Chews. Yeah. That's a wealthy in, like, family in in Taiwan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I do know how to pronounce that one. Taiwan. Taiwan. <laughs> okay, well, so she's like, okay, so maybe, you know, she is a decent match. Right. So she goes and she does a little networking on her own and finds out that, no, she's not even that. She's really just some a working class, Americanized woman from America. Americanized woman from America. <laughs> No, she's an American woman from China. <laughs> they are from China. From, from Ireland. Ireland? <laughs> Can you imagine that accent? Oh my goodness. That would be so cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's like, oh my god, she's just a working class professor. She's totally going to be a gold digger. And yeah. so she's telling... Um, now, Rachel doesn't even know that Nick is rich right no she has no idea she thinks that he's just a 
lowly professor. Right, just a normal dude. But um, anyway, so Eleanor's freaking out, and she goes back to her friends, and she's like, oh, my God, you know, he's dating a gold digger. And then so one of her friends is like, you know, I actually have a private investigator who can, uh, who said. Can investigate? Yeah, can investigate. <laughs> no, but, I, like, he's already done an investigation on her or something. Cause no. He, yeah, because because she's like, I called the investigator. He said he has really, really big news that he could um, share with you about Rachel, but he wants to get paid for it, and you got to meet him in person to hear about it. Well, yeah, I mean, but she, we're just talking about how she just found out it's Rachel. Right, this is the part that I put in here. Oh, crap, yeah, okay. Okay, so, um, and, but you got to meet him in person, you got to pay him, and he says it's definitely worth it. It's big, juicy, secret that you gotta know about this girl. So Eleanor's like, yes, let's do it. So, um, but it's out of the country. It's like, where is it? In Shenzhen, I think? I think it was yeah, in Shenzhen. I'm not real familiar with the yeah, geography. demographics there. But anyway, so she, um, It's not, like, in their town. Right. So, anyway, she agrees to go and see this person, so she's gonna take a trip out and go see this guy and find out what she can about this Rachel girl. So, um, Meanwhile, um, Astrid, Astrid, Astrid has been in Paris, mm-hmm. so Astrid is not shy about spending her money and showing off how wealthy she is. Right. And she's not tacky about it. No, so she everybody goes, wants to be Astrid. Yeah. She's like the Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. Of very, very chic and timeless, classy. Just she, amazing woman. Very sweet and down to earth for yes. being as rich and snooty as she is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, like, will spend months in Paris every year to buy a new wardrobe and spend thousands of dollars on one dress and then buy multiple of these dresses and jewelry to go with all of these dresses and designer shoes like and yeah and she does this uh once a year in paris and she goes has this big old shopping spree every year yeah doesn't she own an apartment in paris she does that's what i thought she does yeah i don't even own an apartment here (laughs) right (laughs) she owns multiple um properties yeah yeah Mm. crazy crazy amount of money that this woman spends but then she goes home and she, like, hurries up and hides all of the dresses that she just bought, kind of, so when she does wear it, she can be like, oh, this old thing? Even though she it's... almost never wears the same thing twice. Can you imagine? No! Like, spending a fortune on a dress that you're only going to wear two, three times? No! Like, I didn't what? even want to spend $100 on my wedding dress when I was shopping for Right? It. And I feel really guilty that I spent, a, well, my aunt and helped me buy it, but, uh, feel really guilty about how much we spent considering I didn't get married. <laughs> oh, no. So, Ashley gets back home, and her husband's been on a business trip, mm-hmm. and she's been away, so it's been a while since I've seen each other. Well, he's coming yeah, home that he, night. He is, um, often away on business. Oh, yeah, because he owns a, like, computer startup company. Um, yeah, some it's sort like a computer of, development. Yeah, something thing. like that. And he's, real high techy stuff. Yes, so that's which like we, we don't, don't know anything about. No, 
But um, anyway, so he's away on business a lot, and you know, she's doing her thing a lot. So they don't get a whole lot of time together. Um, so on this particular night, um, they're both home, and you know, you know, the, oh my god, you know, honey, so I missed you, I, miss I love you. you. So much, yeah, and then you know, dot 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 dot, or as Holly says. They fucking. <laughs> they fucking, right? <laughs> um, so, um, after the fact, um, he gets a, what's his name, Michael? Michael, yeah. It's Michael. Okay, you gotta give a swirl. Yeah, that's good. Michael, um, gets up to go to the bathroom, and, uh, Astrid sees her phone light up. So, she goes to see what it is, because it's, like, late at night. She's like, who the hell's texting me? Right. And so, it's this random number that she doesn't know, and it says miss you inside me and she's like well that's a funny thing for someone to send me and then she looks at her phone again and realizes it's not her phone no it's michael's phone yep yeah and asher does what any woman is would do her initial thought is that can't be right right of course she wants to think the benefit of the doubt right but then it starts and as far as asher knows she thinks you know she thinks they have a, a, a good marriage right she 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 does love him, and she, as far as she knows, he loves her too. Right. And she you thinks think that they obviously make things what just work. happened. Right. And she's like, you know, as far as she knows, things are are great. So she has no real reason to believe that he's cheating on her or anything crazy. So when she sees this message, she's like, it's got to be, you know, a wrong number or something. Like, there's there's no way, you know. But then the thought kind of starts to settle in and. She's like, well, let me just look and see. Let me, let me see if I can find anything else. Because I'm right. sure I'm not going to find anything. So she goes and looks through his suitcase and everything. And she happens to find a receipt for a very upscale restaurant. Mm-hmm. Upscale restaurant. Receipt's going to be for a high amount of money. It's really expensive. But this was like not one person eating alone kind of expensive. Like, obviously, two people were there. Right, and this wasn't the kind, she was familiar with the restaurant and knows that it wasn't the kind of place you take your business partner. No, or, you know, just anybody but a romantic interest. Right. So, she... But she doesn't say anything to him. No, she goes about her life and she's still kind of halfway convinced that she's wrong. There's got to be some other kind of explanation. Right, but she's she's trying to keep her cool about it, but at the same time, she can't shake this feeling. Right. So, um, mean, in the meanwhile, though, um, Rachel, Rachel and Nick, Rachel and Nick, they're, um, on their way to Singapore and, um, Rachel is surprised that Nick has bought first class seats. And she even says something like, wow, you must have spent so much money on these. And he was like, no, I had air miles. I cashed them in. It's no big deal. Yeah. He just kind of brushes it off. Like, no, no. Yeah. This is nothing. But she can kind of tell that this isn't the first time he's read in first class. Mm-hmm. And while she's looking around like a kid in a candy store, all amazed and mouth open like I would be, he's right. just like, okay, so this is where we go, and this is how things happen here. And Yeah, like, this is every day for him. Right. Or at least once a month. <laughs> <laughs> this is all normal to him. Yeah. So she finds that a little odd, but she's like, okay, whatever. Okay, so then they arrive in Singapore. And they're greeted by um, Colin and his fiance. I don't know how to say her name. Oh, let me see. Araminta? Araminta sounds close to me. I mean, I really Better than what know. you would have said? Yeah. 
So <laughs> Araminta. So they That's the bride and groom. Right. And so they surprise them at the uh, at the airport. And, you know, they're both dressed down and look real casual and they're like, Oh my god, Nick! Nick, we miss you! We miss you! Oh my god, this has to be Rachel! Like, oh, oh my god, god this is so exciting! And so, you know... And At least see- the girls are like that. The dudes are probably like... <laughs> probably so. a little more chill. <laughs> but, um... So, you know, they're both really, really sweet and real down-to-earth and just really cool. And they Rachel... take Rachel to go get street food. Yes. Like, they're like, I love it. They're like, oh my god, you must be starving. Let's go. Let's go get some street food right now. So, um... They go outside and they go to get in their car and it's um oh they're picked up by two Land Rovers one of them for the luggage and one of them for them to get in which um, Rachel's like okay kind of weird but okay yeah okay this is fine so so they go so they, they go and they go eat and this is a very not important detail but it like warmed my heart Colin and Nick and I already forgot how we're gonna say your name I have to look at it Araminta. Is that how I said it? Araminta? Something like that. We may say her name different ways. Probably. (laughs) The more we drink, the more ways we may say it. Right. We'll get real creative with it. Yeah. But they start arguing over the best places to get food. Oh, that was cute. Like, full-on argument. My inner fat kid, my outer fat kid, my fat kid really loved that. Like, (laughs) And that's like a recurring thing throughout the story, too, is that apparently Singaporeans get real heated up about food. Here, here. It sounded like a pun. He loved about food. Hey. But, um, and I think that's so cute. Anyway, so they're, they're getting their food and like the book describes it as delicious and amazing. And so they're having conversation while they're eating and Araminta, she invites Rachel to her bachelorette party. And, um, uh, since, you know, Nick is going to be at Collins, so she's like, well, Rachel, why don't you come to my bachelorette? Right. And Rachel's like, yeah, that'd be great. You know, that'd be awesome. And, um... Sorry, we have Lord of the Rings. No, we have The Hobbit playing downstairs. The Hobbit. The worst one. And so it's nothing but fighting. <laughs> Sorry if you could hear that in the background. So, um... Okay, so... So they have a great time. Whatever. Okay, so then bouncing back to Astrid real quick. Um, so Astrid is going to her favorite jeweler. Jeweler... And, um... Person who sells jewels. Person who sells jewels. Sorry, it's starting to hit me. And, um... <laughs> so she's, like, real close to this guy, this this jeweler. Because, you know, this is her favorite store to go to. And so she's, like... She's got all this on her mind about Michael. And she's like, you know what? I need to stress. I'm gonna go buy me some jewelry. Right. So she goes to her favorite jewelry store. And she's talking to the, the owner or whatever. Who prides himself on knowing his customers and he is like top-notch customer service person. oh yes like amazing yes so he's talking to her and he can tell that she's feeling kind of off but she's not telling her what she's she's like he's like you know are you feeling okay you don't seem like yourself and he's, she's just like oh it's nothing i'm fine and he's like okay but he knows something's wrong right and so he's like oh you know i saw michael the other day he came in here and he bought a, a charm bracelet. Did he give it to you yet? Did you love it? And, and she was like, he never gave her no charm bracelet. Whoever Michael bought that charm bracelet for, it wasn't her. And, like, it's a tacky charm bracelet. Like, something that she wouldn't like. Astrid is so classy. She would not wear a charm bracelet. No, she wouldn't. No. And Michael knows that. 
And the jeweler knows that. And the jeweler knows that. So that's why he was like, so did you, did you like the bracelet that he picked? And, and, but, you know, Astrid plays it cool and is like, oh yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. You know, it was real sweet of him to get me that or whatever, you know, kind of blows it off. I don't know that I would be that cool about. I would. Finding it out. I know I would. I know, but like I all but of my emotions real, show up on my face. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a real private person though, so I would I would probably be like she did. No, I I would try, but he'd be able to see it in my eyes. Oh yeah, yeah he would. Because <laughs> I would immediately be like this motherfucker. Oh yeah, love the bracelet. It's great. My favorite. I wear it all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <that> bracelet. <laughs> mm. No, first you would look confused, and then you would look angry all of a sudden, uh-huh. <laughs> and yep. then he would know. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm a redhead. I can't help it. Right. Um. So, um, Rachel. So back to Rachel and Nick. Um. The next day, Rachel meets up with her old college friend, Peak Lynn. Uh, real quick. You didn't mention where they stayed. Oh. So they stayed oh, that's right. in this really super nice hotel, like crazy nice hotel well then nick is like oh no it's no big deal colin's dad owns the hotel so like the room is super cheap for us and she was like oh so colin comes from money his dad owns a hotel right still not quite putting two and two together which i feel like she's not that stupid she should have being a professor of economics you would think she would have like researched the economic situation in singapore (laughs) i guess but i mean they're both kind of stupid in ways, Nikki and Rachel, because <laughs> she's stupid and like not putting two and two together and like realizing soon enough what's going yeah. on. And he's stupid for not preparing her for what's going on. Which you we know? forgot to mention, Astrid straight up told him, dude, you need to warn her because your mother is hard to handle. Yeah. But like, and he's like, what? No, it's fine. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like for really smart individuals, they make some pretty stupid mistakes in the story. Yeah. And then not even... Like, not even Eleanor. His ama, his grandma. Oh, that's even worse. Whew. Eleanor is something, but ama is like a whole nother level. Mm, that's the one you need to be afraid of. Yeah. But anyway, so they stay in the super nice hotel, and Rachel is just like, she's kind of believing all of the, it's not bullcrap, it's just, I think she's believing too much of the nonchalantness. She should have been a little bit more like, hmm. Yeah. A little more suspicious on? than she yeah. was. But, um... So then she goes and sees... Um, her old friend, Peek Lynn. She went to college with her back in the day, and Peek Lynn is from Singapore, her and her family. So, so we're not going to talk about the movie very much because we are book-focused. Right. However, in the movie, Peek Lynn is my favorite. Oh, my God. Who doesn't I love, love her? her? Who doesn't love her? They they made her so perfect in the movie. I yes. love her. Like, I love how she was the comedy of the whole movie. And, like, she's, oh, she's so eclectic and very new money. Yes. Yes. And, like, almost in a tacky way, but not tacky. Like, yeah, yeah. I love her. She's great. She She was my favorite in the movie. Oh, man. Who doesn't love her? And, like, that whole scene. Well, we didn't get to that part yet. Okay, so. All right, all right. So, backtracking. Okay, so, um, they were roommates. And at college. Yeah, and they were really close. So she was like, all excited she gets to see her friend again. So And she knows that Peek Lynn is wealthy. Because right. when they were in college, Peek Lynn would just be like, 
I'm not going to class today. I'm going shopping and you're going shopping with me. Yeah, and Excuse she me. would drive like really expensive cars and and always like buy really expensive things and buy Rachel really expensive things. Yeah. And not in a not in like a pushy kind of way, but just a you're my friend and I want to give you gifts and this yeah. is great. And so here, this is yours now. Right, right. Just yeah. Just in a super generous a generous I have rich money. friend. <laughs> yeah. I have money, I want to share my money. Right. So um anyway, so Nick has like, you know, bachelor wait. Not bachelor, not the bachelor party. Groomsman. Yeah, like groomsman. Best duties. man's best man duties. He's got best man duties, so he's doing something. So she's like, "Well, I'm going to see Peakland." So she, she, you know, hits her up, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, come have dinner with me at my family's house, and it'll be great. You get to meet my parents and everything." Yeah. And so she goes, and um, so it's like a really, really nice house, and her parents are just like she is. Right. Like, they're super cool. You know, super down to earth, but like. Rich and down to earth yeah. at the same time. And, like, like you said, new money. Yeah, and so they have a lot of, like, gold things and, like, a lot of obviously expensive but not very tasteful right. things. Like, a little bit right. gaudy. Just but because like, they're expensive. Yeah. Not because they look nice. <laughs> yeah. But her parents are, like, throwing around money, like, making it rain. But also, like... Oh my goodness, you're my daughter's best friend. We love you already. Come and join right. the family. Like, right. you're one of us now. Acting like typical, you know, parents act. Yeah. When they meet, you know, their kid's best friend. Yeah. I mean, that's how my parents are. <laughs> They'll be like, oh my God, you know, you're Holly's best friend. We love you too now. You're part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> my parents would be like, why are you wearing that? Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't meet my parents. Sorry. You'll meet mine. Yay! Yay! So, um, so they're having dinner, and they're all, you know, they're talking, and so Rachel mentions that she's in town for, um, for a wedding, for Colin Koo's wedding, and the second she mentioned Colin Koo, they're like, they are in total shock. Oh my god, you know Colin Koo? Like, you're going to Colin's wedding? It's only the biggest wedding of the year. Like, that's a huge deal, and she's like, um, Peekland's like, why didn't you tell me it was, she's like, I knew you were here for a wedding, but why didn't you tell me it was Colin Coe's wedding? <laughs> and, uh, Really, would anybody Rachel's else like, be getting married at that time? Right. Like, why bother? Why bother? <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be out it shine anyway. But, um, so Rachel's like, what are you talking, I didn't think it was a big deal, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. she had no idea that it was this huge. Because she had just, and she's thinking about how she just met them at the airport, they're all yeah. like, Dressed down, dressed casually, and like real down to yeah. people. She had no idea that they were that big a deal, right? Like celebrities, and um, so they're like, okay, but then who is Nick that he knows Colin, Colin so well, right? Like that he's the best man, right? Like he he must be rich too, then. And, and Rachel's like, like, what's his I last name? Yeah, and as soon as they find out that he is Nicholas. Young. Okay, so actually, in the movie, um, they already know who the Youngs are. Right. But in the book, they don't know who the Youngs are because Amma's very secretive. So they don't know. Oh, that's true. Right. So um, they don't know who the Youngs are, and they're confused that they would know who Colin is, but not who the best man is. Right. So, and we can kind of just sum this up now. Um, throughout the story, um, 
they research who Nick is and they find out that these people are even richer than Colin is. Right. Basically, rich married rich who got richer, who married rich and got richer, who married rich and got richer. Right. So, like, they're an entire dynasty of just riches. (laughs) Old, old money. But only the top of the top know them because right. they are so secretive right in the movie it's not like that they sum that up and like everyone knows who the youngs are right but however in the book it's different and i like this part better in the book i do too. because that they're that rich nobody knows about them and like a lot of rich people they don't they don't flaunt it right they still take cabs and some of them still take cabs mm-hmm. and they wear kind of older looking clothes and they go and they thrift yeah they they bargain hunt and right they still kind of blend in yeah this is kind of foreshadowing a little not foreshadowing but jumping ahead a little bit but don't they go to a knockoff designer they do they do later on and all of the women are like oh my god look at these knockoffs yeah if they're like it was like um knockoff designer purses or something well designer everything there was like yeah. a section for each different type of thing yeah yeah crazy but anyway yeah. but um mm. yeah so so um anyway so Re- rachel is really starting to realize getting the idea that nick is a lot richer than he's led me to believe right you know but at this point because we're reading the book and not watching the movie she yeah. doesn't know how rich she right, understands right. that it's a really big deal that he's in the wedding and best friends with the groom, but still doesn't understand how rich he is. You confess he hasn't given the marriage too much thought. Yeah, okay, well... We don't really is, have to say that. It is kind of a decent point to bring up. So, Nick and Colin are doing their getting ready for the wedding thing, and Colin is confessing that he's kind of stressing out about all of this, and... Yeah, he wants to marry her, but he doesn't know if he wants this whole spectacle and kind of everybody's taken over, and he's kind of freaking out. He's stressing, like any person would. Right. Not necessarily getting cold feet, just really stressed out about it. Right, no, he's not getting cold feet, because he says he loves Armentia, or whatever. Armenta. Armentia. Armenta. Armentia. (laughs) She's not Italian. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way I can think to say it. Um, so, uh, he loves her. He really does. He would just prefer not be so flashy. Like, he was like, right. if I could, I would just take her and we would get away from everybody and just get eloped by ourselves and just live our lives by ourselves and not have any of this publicity or anything. Right. And Nick's like, well, why don't you? You know? And he's like, well, I can't. Like, <laughs> at this point, it's too late. Right. And my mother would kill me. Right. And Armenta would kill me. <laughs> and her mother would kill me. Basically. And then Colin is like, well, nudge, nudge, friend. What about you? Mm -hmm. You thinking about asking Rachel? And Nick is like, what? No. Nick is like, no, this is just a, you know. Summer vacation. Summer vacation. There's nothing going on here. (laughs) Killing three birds with one step. Right. Like, I love Rachel, but, you know, we haven't even talked about that. And, um, but Colin's like, dude, you do realize that once he, uh, once she, um, goes to your ama's house, things are going to change, right? Yeah. Like, he, she's not going to see you the same anymore. And Nick is like, what? Really? No. No. That dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is how I think Nick is so dumb. Like, how can he be so oblivious to this concept of Rachel not freaking out over his riches? Like, I don't understand. I guess because he while be he was raised 
with a lot of money, around a lot of money, he wasn't necessarily spoiled like the others were. Yeah. They didn't go out and just spend their money. Yeah, but I so, mean... And he doesn't really necessarily believe that the money will come to him. But he's either. gonna be the only heir. He's the favorite. Well, he's the only right. one for, for Eleanor Alma. and... Not for Alma. Because Astrid and Eddie and... Oh, yeah. Alistair are her grandkids, right. too. But, but for Eleanor and, and and Mr. Young. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Mr. Young. <laughs> I don't and think- the elder Young. <laughs> <laughs> Senior Young. <laughs> that sounds like an oxymoron. <laughs> or it sounds like a bad um, Spanish accent. Senior Young. Senior Young. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> So, Nick is, like, you know, totally like, yeah, no, this is fine, you know. Even Colin um, is like, dude, you're stupid. Right. I just don't understand how literally everyone tells him that he's dumb about this whole thing. And he's still just like, it's fine. I honestly think it goes back to him just not believing that he's going to inherit all of that. And so, there's no point in acting like he's super rich because it's not going to last. Yeah, I guess. But still. Still. He's stupid. It's dumb. (laughs) So, um, Nick calls Rachel and, um, asks her, okay, so they ha- they're having a dinner at Amos that night, and so he isn't gonna have time to go and pick Rachel up and then bring her to Amos because right. he's running late, so he calls her and says, hey, do you think you could just meet me there, and I'll meet you at the front, and then we'll go in together, and she's like, um, yeah, that's fine, and P- she's with Peak Lynn when he calls her, so Peak, and- Peak Lynn, it's like, Hey, why don't I just drive you there? Yeah. You know, you know I want to drive you. Yeah. I'll totally take you. I'm curious. I yeah. want to see. So, oh, so like, okay. So, um, so they try, so, um, Rachel and Peaklin are on their way to, uh, Amos and they can't find it at first. And it's like, they find this, like the GPS won't really take them directly there. It takes them like, and see, this isn't accentuated in the movie because everyone knows who the youngs are right but in the book they're secretive that nobody knows and so it takes them to this park well turns out it's like she lives within the park somehow i think she lives adjacent to the park yeah there's like there's things on either side of the driveway so the house is set way off the road and you don't see it unless you're looking for it and, like, most of the big Asian cities, Singapore is packed with people. Yeah. So, the fact that there's places where people have that much land, land you sh- they, like, everybody thinks they know all of these places. Right. So, they find this tiny little driveway, and the driver is like, that's where we're supposed to turn. And they're like... It's a nothing little driveway. Peak Lynn is so confused. She doesn't know what's going on. But they go up and they get to a guardhouse with like, were they Arabic guards? Yeah. Like they had in the movie, they were wearing like the turbans. And, yeah. But they're like supposedly these like super, like the most dangerous guards you can have in the world. Yeah. And they're very rare and they're just like, Obviously, not expected. Yeah, definitely not expected. Obviously, super pricey to be employing. So, 
they're like, whoa, okay, those guys can, like, kill us in an instant. Okay. Um, <laughs> Are we at the right place? A little scared now. Um, so they're going to continue to drive up the driveway, and they see this freaking castle. Pretty much, yeah. Like, it's ginormous, and there's shit ton of land. And the and there's... Peakland's dad is a um, realtor. Right. And so she's computing in her mind that the price of this place would be astronomical. And the fact that nobody even knows it's here is, like, yeah. blowing her mind. And she thinks that she knows every inch of the island. Yes. Obviously not. No. But she thought. Right. And not only is this house massive and gorgeous, but there are a ton of cars in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Like, foreign dignitary cars. Cars. Yeah. Like, real big people. Yes. And Rachel is like, hmm. <laughs> well, this is not a quiet family dinner with his grandmother. No. So they pull up to the, the house, and there's Nick looking all dapper and fancy Debonair. and sexy. Nick. so Suave and deboner. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, so Rachel gets out, and Nick's like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I told you it was just going to be a small family dinner. But my alma's flowers are in bloom, so she invited all her friends to come over and see. Some of and her these, closest friends. Yeah. And these flowers are, like, super, super rare. And when they bloom, it's super, super rare. It's, like, once every ten years at night for an hour. Yeah, and it's a big deal. So she invited, and it's and it's unpredictable. Yeah. So that's why the party was just, like, randomly a party. Because they just found out the flowers are going to be in bloom. Right. So now it's just this big party of all these wealthy, wealthy, wealthy people. And um, so she's like, okay. And um, so turns out to be a party. Okay. So Rachel, Nick starts to introduce Rachel to a few of his family members. She meets his other cousins. Um, she meets his aunts and uncles. And... Finally, she gets to meet Alma. And, um... Well, at first, doesn't she think somebody yeah, is Alma? Yeah, it's and then, Alma's sister. Yeah. And she goes up to her, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a really good impression. I'm gonna talk to her in... Mandarin. Mandarin, and I'm gonna be like, you know... And the, she says in Mandarin something very elegant, like, you know, thank you so much for inviting me to your home. And, like, it's very beautiful. And I'm so honored to meet you. And the lady just looks at her and goes, I'm her sister. I'm not his ama. <laughs> and Nick's like, no, no, honey, no. <laughs> I should have warned you. <laughs> and she's all embarrassed and flustered. So by the time she does meet the actual Ama, she forgets her man- Mandarin and her right. her wonderful speech that she had. And she's just like, um, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet, huh? What? I, That's what I, I would do. I is Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I words. <laughs> I words. And then so Alma just kind of looks at her and is like, uh-huh, yeah, nice to meet you. And then, like, turns away and walks away. Yeah. And, basically dismissing her. Yeah. And well, Rachel was like... Flat out dismissing Yeah, and Rachel was like, oh, my God, like, does she, like, not like me? And Nick was like, no, no, she's just, she's, you know, she's hosting a party. She's distracted right now. It's... Yeah. It's, it's just not, nothing, not, not that she didn't like you. But something to point out, like, Rachel is charming the socks off of some of his family. Mm-hmm. The more down-to-earth side of his family. But right. then the real snooty, mostly the women, uh-huh. are trying to 
belittle her. Right. Almost. Right. And then Astrid comes in and she's like, oh my god, Astrid, save me! <laughs> and Astrid's like, oh my god, Rachel! I missed you! Yeah, and um, Rachel, wait, um, I'm a, Astrid, oh, Astrid and her son are there, um, but Michael is not there. Um, right. And people are commenting, oh, Astrid, where's Michael? And now she's like, oh, you know, he's on another business trip. You know, he's busy. But in the back of her mind, she's thinking, is he on a business trip or is he fucking another woman? Right. So Astrid's not herself right now. And um, Ellen. another thing to point out that Eleanor and her husband are not there either. I was just about to point out Eleanor, the fact that Eleanor wasn't there. Eleanor, is, if you can remember, is in on her way to Shenzhen to meet with the, um, the P.I. The P.I., so she's not there either. And it's a big slap in the face that she's not there to greet to meet Rachel. Nick and Rachel. Yeah, it's a big slap in the face. It's a big deal. Yeah. And um, um, Rachel, one of the down-to-earth people that Rachel meets is uh, his cousin Oliver. Yes. Who uh, is super cool. I loved Oliver. He was so great. <laughs> and he uh, basically gives Rachel, he, like, takes Rachel under his wing almost and, like, gives her, like, a crash course on the family tree and, like, who's who and who to watch out for and who you can be cool around. Uh-huh. And I was like, I love him. <laughs> and Rachel's just like, okay, thanks. And she's like, and he's like, oh, you're new here, aren't you? And he's like, you do realize this person, this person, this all these people are talking about you. Uh-huh. And all you these better- people have been talking she's like, about you. He's like, honey, honey, you need to watch your back. Yeah. And Rachel's like, huh? Because <laughs> these people are hateful and they're out to they're get you. They're out to get you. And I was like, I love Oliver. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, oh, and then so Oliver casually mentions to um, Astrid that he thought he saw Michael in Hong Kong with the little boy. And he was like, oh, the funniest thing, I could have sworn it was Michael, but then I saw the little boy, and it wasn't your little boy. So I thought, oh, maybe it couldn't have been Michael. Right. But then Ashton's like, okay, in the back of her mind, she's, she's like, haha, that's funny. But then in her mind, she's thinking, um, his business trips are in Hong Kong. Are in Hong Kong. And what so is he doing? So who is he doing with this random little boy? Who is he doing? Who is he doing? Who is he doing? And who is this random little boy? <laughs> right. <laughs> And then, so she almost, not jumps to the conclusion, but has this scary thought that, oh my god, what if she, he's not only fucking another woman, but what if he has a son with another woman? Can you even imagine? Like, what that if I think he has a, tipping a point whole, for me. like, and it's not just, you know. It's a whole other it's family. It's not just an affair. He has a whole, what if he has a whole other family? And, obviously, it's been going on for a while if that kid is his. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't say how old the little boy is, but... Well, I mean, if he's old enough to be walking around the streets. Well, he doesn't say that the little boy he's was walking. He's at least walking. a few years. He could have been walking and holding least, the boy. I assume he was at least a few years old. Yeah. For him to know it was a little boy and not like a baby. Right. You know? So at least the way it just, 15 to 18 months at the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So then Ama invites Nick and Rachel to stay at the house instead of at the hotel. And 
I honestly don't remember. Do they actually stay? They do. They do. Um, the whole thing was why they stayed at the hotel first was because um, because Eleanor, Eleanor right Eleanor wasn't there. She didn't let them stay with her, and he didn't want to assume that Ama would let them stay That's there. Right. So they stayed at the hotel, then met Ama, and then. Alma was like, oh, well, why don't y'all just stay with me? And Nick was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> because something we didn't really point out is even though Nick and his mother are kind of close, Alma basically raised Nick. Yes. So he and and Alma are really close. And it's a big deal for Nick that Alma and Rachel get along. Yes. So they stay with Alma, and okay. So um, oh 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 okay. So another person that she meets is a family friend, Jacqueline. Um, That's just Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Yeah. Is it Jacqueline or Jacqueline? The American way to say it is Jacqueline. Okay, but they're not American. So is it Jacqueline? My little sister's name is Jacqueline, but she doesn't spell like that. How does she spell it? J-A-C-L-Y-N. She's an anomaly. She's different. She's a weirdo. Yeah. Your but, mom's a weirdo. But a lot of people will call her Jacqueline because this is how it's usually spelled. And so people used to say yeah. Jacqueline. I don't know. I've only ever seen it spelled that way. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Her. This lady. Um, she tells Nick that he... Um, so he, she sees Nick and she's like, um, Oh, you know, you should spend more time with my daughter Mandy. You know, because they grew up together. Right. And, um... Mandy's in America. Mandy's, you know... And and Mandy's your age. You all will be just, you know... She needs somebody to look after her. And he's like, oh, we got together a few times, but she's dating this guy. And... Yeah. It's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. And uh, in case you didn't notice, Jacqueline is one of those people who's out to get Rachel. And so she's trying to set Nick up with Mandy. Well, I think not so much she's out to get Rachel. She's out to get Mandy set up with Nick. Yeah. She she's wants that money. To, she's wanting to bag that rich son-in-law. But Mandy, like like Nick just said, Mandy is has been dating other people. You know, she doesn't seem to really be interested in Nick that much. Yeah. And um, so, but she's like, oh, well, Mandy will be at the wedding. You should make sure you talk to her, you know. And, um... Anyway, so the party, you know, they see the flowers, it's beautiful, the party ends, and, yeah. um, so Astrid has all this stuff on her mind, especially with what her cousin just said about seeing Nick in Hong Kong, and so on her way home, she's so distracted that she gets in a car accident. Well, and it's very interesting to point out that normally she would not have been driving home. That's right. She would have stayed at Ama's house for the night because it was very late when they left. That's right. But she didn't want to be around her family. She wanted to get home to see if she could be there before Nick got home. Not Nick. Michael. Michael. Well, and she she wanted to be alone with her thoughts. Yeah. And so she's driving, and she had her son in the car with her. Yes. And she ran off the road mm-hmm. and had a really bad accident and ended up... Luckily, they're okay. Both, both, of, both them, of them were okay. They were both okay. Um, but it was kind of a wake-up call for her to be like, okay, if this is bothering me so bad that I put not only myself but my son in danger, I need to have a talk with Michael. Right. I need to do something about this. Right. So, um, but in the meantime, um, Eleanor, oh, all this is going on. Eleanor is in Shenzhen. I was right. She's in Shenzhen. And um, she's 
so she's and they're going on a little sh- her and her friends they're there to see the pi but they do a little shopping trip before, because why not because why not they're in shenzhen and they're like let's just <laughs> go shopping and they happen to run into uh jacqueline so this is obviously after the party yeah yeah um and uh jacqueline's like oh well you know mandy's coming to the party or i mean to the wedding mm-hmm. and so while eleanor doesn't like jacqueline she thinks that they might be working for a common cause. Right. Because if she can get Nick to be with Mandy instead of... It's better than some quote-unquote gold digger. Right. So she's like, well, maybe we could be working toward a common cause here. Right. So with that... And Mandy was never planning on going to the wedding. Oh, she wasn't. No. Yeah, that's important to say. Mandy didn't want to go, but... Um, her mom basically calls and is like, you're going to get your little butt on a plane and you're going to be here for the wedding. Yeah. She made her come. Yeah. So she does show up eventually, but she didn't want to. Um, so, so now we're at the bachelorette party. Eleanor has met with the PI. Yeah. She meets with the PI after the shopping trip and everything. They meet with the PI and they pay the guy and they get the info and turns out it was it worth, was a juicy secret. It was worth what she paid for. Oh, yeah. Now, we don't find out what it is yet, but mm, this yeah. will work to her advantage. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, she is holding that card very close to her chest. Right. But in the meantime, Rachel, uh, not Rachel, in the meantime, it's time for the bachelor and bachelorette parties. Yes. So, Rachel's all excited. She's ready to go to this bachelorette party, and she thinks it's going to be a little uncomfortable because she's not really going to know anybody right, there. Right, right. And they're but... all going to be super close, and she's going to be the only one, the odd one out. But, you know, it'll still be super fun. You know, what right. bachelorette party isn't fun, you know? Right. And Armido was, like, super chill and super cool. So, she's like, it's, it'll be okay. I'll yeah. be fine. Well, they get there, and it's not a few girls. Right. It's like... Fifteen? Yeah, it's a pretty big for a bachelorette party. Yeah, huge. A ton of girls. And they're getting on a private plane. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck? And these girls are, like, dressed to the nines, like, obviously very, very well off. Very, yes. Very snooty. They're talking down to Rachel. She hears some of them talking about her. Yeah. Um, and gets her really upset. And, yeah. but she's... Convinced she's, like, she's just determined to ha- make the best of it. Right, right. So, um, and Arm, Arm, India, she, Arm, India. I'm not going to be able to say it, but, um, she's real nice to Rachel all the time, but obviously she's, she's the host of the party, so she's having to tend to all the girls. Right. But when she is interacting with Rachel, she is very nice to her. Right. So Rachel is like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll. This is, I'll make the best of it for her. Right. Because this is about, I, this is about her. This isn't about me. So, um, so they fly out to, uh, an island resort. Important to point out that the island resort is owned by Armanda's mother. Yes. And it hasn't even opened yet. Like, or they've closed it just for this. Something like that. Yeah. Point is, they're the only ones there. Yeah. They got the whole island resort to themselves. And the very first thing that they do. Is go shopping. Yes. At the island boutique. Mm-hmm. But they're not having to pay for it. They have 10 minutes to get one, out- one outfit. No, they can get whatever they want. Whatever they want. Within 10 minutes, and it's free. Yeah. But they only have 10 minutes. And so those girls are like, 
bulls in china shops grabbing just whatever they can because i mean you get it all for free right (laughs) so but rachel's like i don't even know where to start like i mean and so she starts looking at some very she's also very uncomfortable with this display of wealth right right so so they're grabbing stuff like crazy Rachel, shoot, I just forgot her name. Holy crap. <laughs> of all of them to forget, Rachel's <laughs> right. not the one you need to forget. <laughs> the easiest one to remember. Um, Rachel finds, like, a couple of really cute things that she, you know, could wear and could use, and she goes and tries them on, and then she's talking to Armenta, and she turns around, and Armenta's like, you know, 30 seconds left, and her stuff is gone. Yeah, she, like, sets it down for some reason, like, to go see something else, but then the time runs out, and by the time she comes back to get her stuff, her all her stuff that she did grab disappeared. So she leaves with nothing. Yeah. And she didn't tell anybody. She just... Right, but it's obvious one of the girls... Oh, took snagged it. ...snagged her right. stuff. Yeah, it was being a bitch. Yeah. But my point is, I'm pretty sure Araminja would have been like, girl, go grab some stuff. Right, right. It wasn't. It wasn't her. Absolutely. No. It was probably one of the other girls. But Rachel, that just kind of shows Rachel's personality. Um, Francesca, in particularly, because Mandy's not there yet. But Francesca. Oh, is the queen bitch. Right. So, of all the bitches at this place, Francesca is the one worth noting. Right. Um, she's particularly snooty. Yes, and particularly mean to Rachel. And particularly into Nick. Right, which will come later. But, um... <laughs> so I don't know later. Anyway, so, um... So they have that whole fiasco where she doesn't get anything, and then... Then they go and settle into their rooms. Right. And after that, they go and have dinner on the beach. Yeah, and so while they're having dinner, they're all gossiping or whatever, and so they start talking to Rachel and try to get, you know, try to include her a little bit, and... But, you know, in a malicious way. Right. Because they're like, oh, so how did you meet Nick? And she's just kind of telling, oh, you know, a friend of, friend of mine, right. you know, set us up. And and she happens to say um, that she thinks she's, um, that she thought Nick was a catch or something. Or, like, her friend set her up with Rachel because she thought, you know, Nick is a catch. Right. And then she kind of realizes as she says that, that that those weren't the right words to say. Yeah. Because she gets a weird reaction from the other girls. Well, the other girls are kind of like, oh, so you are after his money. Yeah. Like, oh. And she's still like. He's a catch, all right. Right. And um, so, you know, after the dinner, there's some partying going on. But, you know, Rachel's kind of off to the side. And um, she meets uh, another family friend. That seems to be kind of down to earth. She came later. Right. And, um... Well, she she works. Right. She's a doctor or a surgeon or something. Like yeah. A really, you know, a busy surgeon. So she shows up late and she seems to be real down to earth. And, you know, obviously she's working for her money. So that makes sense. Right. And, um... <laughs> Didn't fly on the chartered plane. Right. She's not a spoiled brat. So, um... So she kind of makes friends with her a little bit. And they're talking at the bar. And then she's like, okay, you know what? I'm exhausted. Let me just go to bed. So she goes to her room and she opens her her door and she turns on the light and on on the there's there's a dead gutted fish in her room 
and like on the mirror or on the wall or something and the fish's blood there's written written um catch this you gold dug digging cunt yeah and the the fish is like in a bag of her stuff yeah so it's not just mildly inconvenient no it is malicious and hateful and so mean girls like i can't stand it yeah so obviously you know rachel's like oh my god she's in shock so she goes to that girl that lady that she just met earlier who she made friends with and she's like what do i do what i do we need to call you know the security or whatever i need to tell somebody and then the lady this girl is like no girl yeah she's like you don't understand that's what they want from you they want Mm -hmm. a ruse and don't give them that satisfaction no she said, you don't say a thing. Yep. And Rachel's like, oh, you're right. You're right. So she doesn't. She doesn't say anything about it. Anyway, so that basically is the and, wrap of the Petrolette party. And needless to say, her weekend sucked. Yeah. She had a horrible, horrible time. So she's stressed out from meeting Ama. Mm-hmm. Then she's... She's bullied by these girls. Severely. Severely bullied. She's She already out. feels she's, left out because yeah. she's not one of them. And... She can't even tell Nick because no. these are Nick's friends. No, she can't. Eat, she and can't she doesn't want to be like that girl. She doesn't want to be complaining about Nick's friends. Exactly. So she has no one to go to about this or anything. Yeah. So while she's having this terrible weekend, Nick is at the bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And it's going great. Wonderful. Well, okay. So. That was sarcasm. Right, right, If right. you couldn't tell. Right. So, um. Colin lets one of their friends, I don't, I didn't write his name down. Bernard. It's right there. Oh, I did. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So he lets his friend Bernard plan the bachelor party, which is a mistake because. Well, I think Bernard kind of like weaseled his way into planning it. Yeah, because Bernard's not really their friend, but he's one of the rich guys and he's in their circle. So they have to be nice to him. Right. So Bernard's like this high, over the top, flamboyant kind of guy, and he's like, "Oh, we're," and he plans like a, a dog fight in the casino, and then the cruise, and um, so, and this is all a surprise. Nobody knows what's gonna happen. And but most so, of the guys at the bachelor party are like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this!" Like, yeah, let's get. <coughs> I promise it's not the corona. <laughs> not the corona. <laughs> that was weird. My voice was like, you can't do that you anymore. You just need a sip of water. Or, oh, you're out of drink. I'm out of drinky drink. You're out of drinky drink. You need some water? No, I need some more drinky drink. <laughs> um, but most of the guys are like, yes, this is awesome. But Colin and Nick and one other guy. They're one of their cousins or something. No, no, no. Um, is it a friend? Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't read his name. No, it's Alistar. Oh, there's another one, though. Nick and Colin and Alistar. Yeah, there's another one, though. Oh, well, those He's are the, the Arabic guy, because that's whose place they end up going to. Oh. Colin and Nick and, and Alistair. Alistair and Mehmet. Mehmet? They're, they're not really about this. They're more real chill kind of guys. And they were like, oh, we kind of thought we would be on a beach with some drinks just right. chilling. But honestly, the only one that really matters is Colin, because yeah. he's his bachelor party. Right. And Colin... Really just wants to chill with his friends. It's all he wanted. but And he definitely did not want the dog fight or the... No. So, the Bernard, the first thing he brings... Well, they didn't even know what was going on. So, the first right. thing they showed up to is Bernard takes him to the dog fight. And more than half of the guys are like... They walk in and the guys are like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. 
This Not isn't cool. All. This isn't cool, man. And um, so so uh, Bernard throws a fit about it. Yeah, I put all this together for you guys, and I thought you'd like it. And yeah. Okay, but it's not your bachelor party, dude. Right? If Colin's not about it, get the fuck out. Exactly. So, so they do. They get the fuck out, because most of the guys aren't about it. So then after that, they go to the casino, and, you know, they don't. there's not a whole lot that happens there. They just gamble a little bit. And then they go on this cruise. <laughs> and this cruise is like a party. Like... Girls, drugs, yeah. the whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. And... Bernard and a couple of the other guys, you know, they're all about it. But then you find um, Nick and Colin and the other guys. They're, like, somewhere in the ship, like, down below deck, like, in a in, library. Yeah, in the library. They're in the library. BG Dubs is a library on a boat, and I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yes. Oh, the last, I went on a cruise one time, and there was, like, a whole library in there, and that was so cool. I thought that was the coolest thing. That is really cool. I was more excited about the library than the rest of the cruise. <laughs> Um, so, um, anyway, Colin's like, you know, this isn't really what I wanted, guys. You know, I just wanted to hang out with y'all. And so the other guys are like, you know what? Fuck this. We got you, bro. We're going to get you out of here. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I have to be nice to, to Bernard because, you know, it's a whole thing with his dad and my dad or, like, business partners or whatever. Or it's, like, money. Right. It's all money. So we have to be nice to him. And so the guys are like, no, no, no. We're going to get you out of this without pissing off Bernard. So they come up with this plan where they pretend um, Colin gets sick. Like his appendix is Ruptured acting up or something. something. Yeah, and it's an emergency. So they have one of them calls a helicopter to come pick them up. And, you know, Bernard's freaking out like, oh, my God, you know, it's all, you know, what it, what he, it might He's going to die. And what if everyone, gonna... you know, thinks it's my fault or whatever right. because I threw this party and I got him out here. And the guys and... are like, no, no, no. It's not that big. A, I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not your fault. Right. You all stay and finish the bachelor right. party. And, if, and he's like, and if y'all don't say nothing to nobody about this, yeah, Colin's not going to say nothing to nobody because he doesn't want anyone to know that this happened either. No. No, nobody wants to. Nobody needs to know. Nobody, nobody needs, needs to, know. to know. So y'all stay here. Y'all have fun and we'll take care of him and everything will be fun. So they get the hell out of there and they fly to Mehmet's. Yeah, his his place. And they literally just chill and have good coffee. Yeah. And like, and oh. Colin is like so happy. He's like, guys, this is the bachelor party I wanted. I forgot about them getting bougie coffee. Yeah. Cause I like, knew I like those guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was literally like, I just want to hang out with my friends and get some nice coffee. And so that's what they did. They went just yep. hang out and. Had some coffee. And and that is actually where we're going to leave you. Um, we didn't plan on making this one a two-parter. But, but it's going to be. You girls like to talk. And it was really hard to make this work. And to, to get all of the information in there. And make it make sense. Right. So, um, yeah. We will see you next time. Make sure you are staying inside. Please be safe, guys. Yeah. Don't don't go out if you don't need to. It's scary out there right now. Stay in and listen to us. Exactly. <laughs> and if you can't listen, if you run out of things to listen from us, listen to from us, because admittedly there's not that many, um, go check out other podcasts on Age of Radio. Yeah. There's all kinds of podcasts out there. One of my favorites is color me dead um 
If you like our awful humor, you might also like them. They tell a lot of true crime stories. I will warn you, though, they don't pull any punches. Like, they get a little graphic sometimes, but they're great. They're really funny. Love those girls. Um, but, yeah, check out ageofradio.org. That's where you can find all of the shows. You can check us out on our social media. You can get us, uh, get us, uh, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Booklit Podcast. Um, that's B O O K L I T P O D C A S T. Figured you all knew how to spell that, but you know it would be weird not to. Um, you can also email us at booklitpodcast at gmail.com. I really would love to hear from you guys. Um, Holly and I are actually thinking about a couple of giveaways that we're going to do in the near future. Uh, so, yeah. Be sure to come back and listen to the second half. Find out what happens with Rachel and Nick and Astrid and Michael mm-hmm. and... Eleanor and Alma and Rachel and the suspense and then the wedding. Ha ha, the wedding. The wedding. So, uh, I guess you guys have a good night. See y'all. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.